I don't necessarily think that, you know, there's a certain personality type that is better fit for leaders or followers. I think there's a certain personality types that are better fits for certain people. What if I told you that a key to personal success is wrapped up in purpose? What if I told you that each and every one of us has leadership potential or have the ability to take their leadership to another level? talking more about the impact and potential to make a difference in the world. With this podcast, Frank will explore the importance of empowering people, the benefits it brings, and how it can lead to a brighter future for us all. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired with an empowered people, an empowered people with Frank Williams. There's different you know, studies and different, you know, theories and uh, on personality types. And do you buy into that? And if so, how do you, you know, do you dissect people by certain behaviors that make them certain person, persona types or personality types, or how do you go with that? Well, I would have to say, first off, absolutely. I do go by, I do use them, but they're jumping off points. They aren't the be all to end all. Uh, I typically will take them myself and see how they come out and, you know, see how much I agree with them and and then utilize them for others. Uh, But again, I think it's just uh, a jumping off point. It's not necessarily a roadmap that's going to get you to your final destination. But I think that uh, those uh, different uh, personality tests are great places to start, especially when you, if, if you're younger or newer to the, idea of persona identification i think it's a great place to start but you got to start with yourself like I, i'll always mention you got to start with the mirror first mm-hmm. you, you, you have to really start and be able to identify your own strengths and weaknesses before you go rooting around trying to figure out other people hmm. are there some persona or some personalities that uh just don't work well for leadership and i'm asking your opinion about this i've heard some people say that hey this personality they're they're not really leaders they're more followers what would your thoughts be on that well see i would disagree with that because i think everybody has some sort of leadership quality in them uh, it just depends on who they lead yeah you know a certain person may not necessarily lead a group of people like myself but that doesn't mean they don't lead a group of 12 year olds, Mm. you know, or they don't lead at target where they work, you Mm -hmm. know? So I I don't, I don't necessarily think that, you know, there's a certain personality type that is better fit for leaders or followers. I think there's a certain personality types that are better fits for certain people, Mm. you know, to come together. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I, been leading people for a lot of years but i know i'm not everybody's taste Mm -hmm. you know and that doesn't mean that i'm a better leader or a worse leader it just means our personalities may not you know conflate so well you know but but that doesn't mean that i'm no value to you or you're no value to me it just means that you know you may get get along better with a different type of type of leader but i don't think that there's any one persona Mm -hmm. that i would just put into a box i think that's pretty unfair to put any persona in a box and say that they're not, you know, uh, maybe more fit to lead than others or more fit. I, I just don't think that's a, a great way to look at that type of information. Mm. 
You've, uh, you said to me um, maybe one or two occasions, you said, I, I, I need to know what kind of leader I need to be for that person. <laughs> and how, how, you know, for some people, you know, it's, they feel, feel pretty much like I'm, you know, who I am is who I am. I'm written in stone. But what what is your thoughts on that leadership and and you know we're talking you know the the sole proprietor the the partnership you know I guess you know the manager how how does what what does that person need to do or what kind of what advice would you give to this person when you say being the type of leader they need to be even though maybe it doesn't fit into your personality traits? Well, I think that's that's the part of uh, being a leader that. You know, most times people don't necessarily want to talk about is leadership is uncomfortable. Leadership has a built-in place of being uncomfortable because you you're doing a lot of conforming to other people to get them to do what you need them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's by design. I, I, and I and I would challenge any leader who thinks that they don't do it. Uh, they're probably struggling in leadership in general. And if if they do it. You know, if they are one of those people who uh, are apt to uh, conforming to to meet people where they are, to lead them to where you're trying to go, I can guarantee you I find a a leader that is exhausted because Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, how many people you're trying to do that with, you can lose yourself in that whole process, Mm -hmm. you you know. Um, But I would say that anytime that you're looking at your organization and you're not looking at it from a place of how can it improve or how can it get better? You know, I think you're in danger of, you know, a a situation that isn't moving, that isn't uh, maturing. And anybody that says like I'm written in stone or feels that way, I would probably figure that their organization is probably in a stale state. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think we're built, you know, as a people in general to stay in one place or mm-hmm. to just be stuck in an area. I mean, with all of the advances in, you know, education, with all the advancements and opportunities that, you know, can be attained, I think the whole idea of, uh, like the continuum or the whole idea of my approach to leadership of always being moving it's always about maturing. It's always about getting better. It's always about growing. And if you're looking at your organization from a place that it's stagnant, I mean, I guess, you know, if you were uh, a funeral home, I guess that would be a good place to be, you know, because you're just waiting on business because it's just going to come to you. But if you are even at that, you know, I'm guessing, you know, by, by design, even, that you know there's competition with other funeral homes so mm-hmm. you still got to get better you know so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I i don't know of a of an industry you know offhand that would allow you to to get that comfortable to be in a place to where you can say i'm just who i am and i'm not going to mm-hmm. uh mature anymore uh, I, I would say a lot of senior people would say you would need to quit if you're not going to get better at what you do <laughs> so what could the continuum philosophy for a person maybe you are kind you are who you are you're set in stone but you realize that things have got to change but i don't have it in me can the continuum philosophy help you kind of you know we talked about me figuring out getting a partner or maybe you know could it how could it help 
uh, that you with within those kind of uh, situations. Well, I think that's that's one of the beauties of the continuum is when if you can recognize like I'm stuck, you get you get unstuck people on the continuum, people that are on the continuum that will push you, that will help you help to drive you, you know, and get you moving again. But I mean, I think that's uh, by design, you know, who you put on the continuum really can be beneficial to you internally. You know, like for myself, I sit on the, in the center of my continuum but i have you know folk that challenge me folk that uh always are pushing me even when i don't i mean i i would say it like this i have been you know very intentional even when i'm down or feeling uh in that leadership rut i'll call a meeting with the continuum on you know with no notice just to have those people in the room pushing yeah. Just to have yeah. just to have those people in the room giving me ideas. And it it almost always I can't and I just don't remember a time that it didn't motivate me to, you know, snap out of it, to get back in the game, to stop thinking negatively, uh, to stop being negative. You know, uh, it, it's always been positive to get those people around me and watch them work. I mean, I I, I mean, I've I don't do it very often, but. Because I, I believe every meeting should have an agenda, but sometimes just getting in the room with your continuum and just seeing what happens organically can be a benefit. Yeah, it takes a lot of humility to do something like that, though, right? To really be able to, <laughs> no, see, I mean, to honestly just be able to sit in there and say, I don't have it, somebody who's got the hot hand, but you're the owner. You're the you're the one in charge. Your name's on the business. You're, you know, it, it takes a lot of, I guess faith and risks, right? Uh, yeah. to, to to walk like that. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of relationship building. And it takes a lot of uh, trust, you know, to be able to do that. But you know, you have to keep in mind that you know when you're in the continuum and you sit in the center of it, you know, because that continuum is moving, it's still dependent on you making a decision. Mm. So you know, all those things can happen, but you don't have to be pressured into making a decision haphazardly you know just for things to be moving so you know it gives me the opportunity to have things moving but i can still set, step back and be conservative if necessary yeah. but I, you know but if you're if you're a small business or you are a sole proprietor and even if your continuum is two or three people you know getting in the room with those people i did it just the other day you know with in ministry um, I have a, you know, a continuum that I'm uh, uh, putting together and we just went out to dinner and it was so interesting that the people on the continuum didn't realize that I was beat. I didn't really have anything in me. It was more about getting them <laughs> to motivate me to talk about, you know, Pastor, what do you need? We need this. What about this? You know, and it, it, I needed that because I was down. I was tired, a little frustrated. Mm. So I needed to be around them to, to wake me up. They didn't realize that because two two days later, I got calls from people on the continuum. Pastor, are you okay? You just didn't seem like yourself. And, it, and, and I'm chuckling to myself, listening to them by saying like, no, it was actually by design that way. I didn't have anything. <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't have nothing. You know, I didn't. I didn't have a good comment. I didn't have anything to say. Uh, I'm not even sure I prayed over dinner. I think maybe somebody <laughs> else did. You know, I just didn't, you know, I just didn't have it. That day, you know? But, you know, it's a blessing to be able to identify those people 
to put around me when I'm not feeling it, you know, uh, but even, even to the point that they checked on me a couple of days later to make sure I was okay. It lets me know that I got the right people on the continuum because they, they not only have ideas, but they have compassion for me in the center. Of it. That, that is a really, I think that's a comforting thing to know that you don't have to have it all together. You don't, I mean, you know, business owners and single parents and, uh, you know, managers or, 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 you know, leaders, we always have this, or we have this thing over our head. Think we you always have to have it together. You always have to know where you're going. You always have to be the strongest and the smartest in the room. What you're saying and this whole, the whole continual philosophy says that's, that's not true. Well, I'm not only is it not true, I would say I would probably double down and even say, you know, for the most part, you know, leaders have to be careful aligned to themselves, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, think about it. So the statistics are the statistics. I mean, what if 80% of small businesses fail? If most CEOs only last in their positions for two or three years, Hmm. then most leaders don't have it all together. Hmm. Yeah. Technically. And, and, and nine out of 10 leaders, I'm going to say this, this is more of a Frank statistic or a Frankology. uh, (laughs) But, you know, a good portion of the leaders that you find in, you know, a lot of business roles failed somewhere else and landed mm-hmm. where they are now, you yeah, know? Right. Right. So, so I, I, I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of time hugging myself as a leader. I look at more as a responsibility, you know, and, you know, the people that I lead are a priority to me. So I have to be small enough so that I can grow to meet them where they are and to be able to lead them. But I have to develop a sense of trust. Nobody trusts anybody that they don't have a relationship with. Hmm. Wow. So that, that, um, that, so I think about, you know, certain scenarios that I've, I've experienced and I think about how, um, how you know? I think you mentioned one time you talked about in one of our one of our podcasts. You talked about how you have this baby, you hold this baby tight to the chest, and you never let it go. And so, because of that, uh, pretty much with you know that whole idea is gone. It just dies with you. And I, I think about a lot of times people hold things close to the chest because of this idea of I have to be the smartest person. I have to be the strongest person. I have to be the best. I have to know what's going on at all times. And and if I if I'm not that, then I'm not ready to do business. How would you respond to that person? You know, you know, the way you said that was kind of, you know, very similar or almost exactly how I say it. But you hold that baby too close to you so tight, it'll go to sleep, you know. And I I would say to, you know, people is you're going to have to understand that leadership is an uncomfortable state. And you have to be okay with that. You, you, I mean, it's almost like, you know, somebody who trains, you know, uh, I have a family member that's a professional boxer and, I, and he runs the hills and the mountains out there in Vegas and California and all that. And that cannot be pleasurable. Hmm. That can't be, I mean, he, I mean, it's, it, but when I talk to him, it's always interesting that he's like, man, I can't wait to hit the, hit the, hit the road, you know, and get my road working, you mm-hmm. know, be- because of the fact that it, it's 
a precursor to the fight that he's going to have on Showtime. Mm. You know, so you have to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, and with that means, you know, exposing your ideas, exposing your flaws, exposing, you know, your vision and letting people pick at it. But that's why I say it's really important that you are very careful and, and have a curated uh, continuum because mm. it can get uncomfortable when people start picking at your vision. You have just listened to an Empowered People podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Catch our next episode soon. <laughs>